1: to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start two-year Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at SBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So on Monday, the Braves could not have done a better job of snapping out of their four-game losing skid. They were able to put together their best performance of the year, a 12-0 victory over the Rangers, a very quality team in the American League, and the Braves were able to do it through their offense, five two-run homers in Monday night's game, as well as Charlie Morton putting together arguably his best start of the season. So the Braves were hoping that that momentum from Monday night could carry over into Tuesday, and that especially was going to be important for the Braves to be able to find some early offensive momentum because they were facing one of the, you know, more surprising pitchers, one of the better surprises in the American League when it comes to the mound in Dane Dunning for the Rangers while the Braves were going to throw Jared Schuster in his third career start against one of the better offenses in the American League. Well, it started off with, you know, a bit of success for the Braves as they got up one to nothing on a Orlando Arcia RBI single, but unfortunately the offense could not find the same consistency on Tuesday night that it did on Monday night. And then the Rangers' offense was able to find some success. They used the long ball to get to Jared Schuster in the fourth inning. Eventually, they extended the league lead all the way to six to one. Thankfully. The Braves were able to find some success from usual sources, in Ronald Acuna Jr., he hit another 450-foot blast last night, his 10th of the year, and then Sean Murphy followed it up with a two-run homer, but it was too little, too late, and the Braves lost last night. 7 to 4. So a bit of a disappointing, you know, loss, it did a little, bit a bit of a disappointing encore to a great performance on Monday night, but there were still some positives to take away. One was definitely the start of Jared Schuster now. He did show that it's going to continue to be a work in progress. For him to be reliable when it comes to working through a major league lineup multiple times through consistently when it comes to his starts. But he was crisp as can be through the first three innings of the game. You know, one thing that had stood out in his previous two starts is the struggles that he had early on, you know, especially, you know, in his first ever career inning against the Nationals in the first series of the season. But overall, Jared Schuster gave up three runs off of three hits over five innings. You take that start any day that ends with why right now if you're the Braves. So yes, while Schuster did have his struggles, he also certainly looked the best that he has had in his short major league career so far, and he did his job. That's the big key that the Braves have to rely on right now from their starting rotation, is can they do what they need to do to put the Braves in a position to win? And on most nights, If the starting pitcher goes five to six innings and allows three or less earned runs, that's going to put the Braves in a position to win. So though Jared Schuster, yes, overall still had his struggles, he also had plenty of success and he put together the best performance of his Major League career so far. But the other thing that stands out as a bit of a concern is the fact that the bullpen once again came in and could not get the job done. They could not stop the trouble from happening against the opposing offense. And this time, in my opinion, it also has to do a bit with the management of the bullpen. But when I talk about that, right now for Brian Snicker and the coaching staff, it's kind of a pick-your-poison type situation. Because last night, after the Rangers had started to show that they were getting to Jared Schuster, and it was known that the Rangers are very good themselves against left-handers, to... Use Jared Schuster, obviously, to start the game for five innings, and then to bring in Dylan Lee, another left-hander, right after the Rangers had had success against Schuster. I don't think that was the best call. Because I think the best thing for the Braves would have been to bring in a right-hander to then, you know, throw off a bit of what the Rangers were getting in the groove of hitting, and that could have helped stop the Rangers' offensive success to give the Braves a chance to get back into the game. But... You also kind of have a hard time, if you're Brian Snicker, really going with another option besides Dylan Lee. Because Lee has been one of your more consistent mental innings relievers so far this season. Because as badly as the Braves' bullpen has struggled at times, it makes it hard to really know which pitchers to use in what situations. So in this case... Brian Snicker probably was trying his best to go with the arm that he felt was going to have the best chance of limiting a very successful lineup to allow the Braves to stay in the game for their offense eventually to have a chance to come back. The offense wound up doing its part when Acuna Jr. and Sean Murphy went deep later on in the game. It's just the fact that unfortunately this time around, Snicker did not make the right call, and the Rangers were able to continue to have success. So another big takeaway from this game is that it's kind of a pick-your-poison situation right now when it comes to the Braves' bullpen. Yes, you want to you know go with strategy. You want to go with what makes sense. If an offense is having success against a left-hander, you want to probably change things up and go with the right-hander. But right now, with how badly the bullpen is struggling, the Braves' coaching staff probably has a hard time Truly trusting many of the options at its disposal, so it has to go with one of the ones it feels can get the job done. And last night, it just didn't work out for Dylan Lee. And of course, the third takeaway is this, is that we're continuing to see the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. and Sean Murphy, they both likely are going to remain among the best players in the National League throughout this season. Both are putting together campaigns where, let's be honest, they should both definitely be at the top of the list when it comes to potentially being all-star starters. They both rightfully are in the conversation when it comes to the top five of the MVP award. And right now, despite their you know, overall impressive offensive individual offensive numbers, it's just because they're the most consistent sources of success for this Atlanta ball club the best part of this of this team right now is their offense with all the injuries that they've experienced as well as the bullpen struggling. So right now, the the best aspect of this team is their offense. And the two consistent producers right now of the offense are Sean Murphy and Ronald Acuna Jr. So unfortunately, it did not lead to a win last night. Yes, there were some disappointing occurrences that prevented the Braves from really having the best chance to win. But you have to be encouraged by the performance of Jared Schuster. And you also have to feel confident going into Wednesday Day, that the Braves' offense will find a bit more consistency and hopefully get a series win against a quality team. But perhaps the biggest news of the day once again was not on the field for the Braves, but focused on a call-up within the minor league system that shows that the Braves are once again being extremely aggressive with one of their best arms on the
0: on the farm.
1: If you've been listening to the Daily Hammer and the Battery Power podcast for a while now, I don't do this often enough, but first, want to certainly thank you for your continued support and certainly hope you enjoy the content myself and others strive to provide you when it comes to the Braves on a nearly daily basis. But also, if you've listened to the Daily Hammer for a while, you may know that I reside near Memphis, Tennessee, and I mention that because I'm pretty excited this week as the Gwinnett, Strip- the Gwinnett Stripers are in town to face off again the Memphis Redbirds. And I mention that because a couple of performances over the next few days could be really, really interesting when it comes to how the Braves will continue to fill out their starting rotation in the days and weeks ahead. And the reason why it's going to be interesting to watch is because the Braves are going to probably continue to kind of play a little game of musical chairs when it comes to the rotation spots outside of Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Bryce Elder, but I specifically mentioned, you know, the Stripers being in Memphis because on Wednesday, Michael Soroka will once again be taking the mound against the Memphis Redbirds and why it's going to be interesting to keep up with how Soroka does. The game starts at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. It's going to be interesting to see what he potentially will do because after the start on Wednesday in Memphis for Soroka. His next scheduled start just so happens to be the next time the Braves may need a starler early next week, I believe against the Dodgers. And so Soroka's performance could potentially allow for him to be an option to make that start. But Michael Soroka has also struggled in a few of his past starts. So him getting some consistency, him having a good performance, that really could be a good development for the Braves. Even if it doesn't mean that he winds up being the option that'll take the mound for the Braves when they need another starter next week. Just seeing Soroka get back into having consistently quality outings, that's something to really watch for. Over the, ne- over the next few starts in the, in the coming weeks, whether that's in Gwinnett or it's in Atlanta, if Sorokin can start to put together some quality starts, that'll be a great development for Atlanta because it, it, it goes without saying that among the options that the Braves have to fill off their rotation spots, Jaron Schuster, Dylan Dodd, Michael Soroka, among those three, Michael Soroka obviously is the most talented option. He provides the biggest upside, the highest ceiling. But it's kind of tough for the Braves to really rely on that potential ceiling if he's not having the ability to show consistent consistency at the AAA level. So if Michael Soroka can use Wednesday's start against Memphis to really start to build some consistency, that could be a great development for the Braves as they try to find some type of reliable options to be their fourth and fifth starter in the The coming weeks. But it's not just Michael Soroka that'll be worth monitoring when it comes to the Stripers in Memphis. The big news of Tuesday was the fact that the Braves announced that while he's not necessarily the top pitching prospect in the minors in terms of current minor league rankings, it's hard to deny that the most exciting prospect at the very least right now in the Braves organization is right-handed pitcher A.J. smith Shaver, And he has earned that distinction because of how special he has been so far this year when he's taken the mound. And the Braves, similar to what they did with Spencer Strider in 2021 and how aggressive they were in promoting Strider as he continued to show that he could be dominant despite the level of competition that he was facing, the Braves have now pushed A.J. Smith-Schauber, for the second time this year, his second promotion of the season so far, he will be making his AAA debut against the Redbirds on Friday in Memphis. And that certainly carries significance. Because when you're talking about, like I mentioned with Soroka, when you're right now talking about the Braves, the thing that stands out is that you know what you're getting from Spencer Strider every start. You know what you're getting from Charlie Morton every start. You know what you're getting from Bryce Elder every start now with how consistent he's been. But the problem is is that's three out of every five games. And with... The fact that you have Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster right now as your main two options to fill out the other two rotation spots, it's hard to know what you're going to get on a game-to-game basis from those two starters. It also, unfortunately, right now is hard to know what you're going to get from the bullpen as they've struggled in May and over the past few weeks. So the Braves right now are trying to go with options that are going to provide them with as much upside as possible. You know, I talked yesterday that I felt that one thing the Braves are going to try to do is get a few more, you know, names that have had major league experience within the minor league system that could potentially be spot starters in the coming months. We saw that they had added just a Sheffield, you know, early in May. They added um, uh, Derek Rodriguez earlier this week. That's to provide depth, but it is a true trait of Alex Anthopoulos to be very aggressive in promoting and pushing young talent if they prove that they could potentially benefit the Major League roster. And that's exactly what he's doing right now with A.J. Smith-Schauber. And it's hard to deny... With what Dylan Dodd has showed us, though he's had some success, with what Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster have showed us at the Major League level, and the fact that Michael, Sorosta, or, 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 Michael Soroka has run into a bit of inconsistency in the minors, it's hard to deny that right now A.J. smith Shaver may be the most intriguing arm in the Braves minors to eventually take a spot in the Braves rotation. Now, perhaps the Braves want to bring in smith Shaver as part of the bullpen, but that's the other Big benefit of potentially pushing Smith Shaver is that he could be an option for either the rotation or the bullpen sometime in the near future. But the big key is, is that with the fact that the Braves have some inconsistency in the fourth and sp- fifth spots of their rotation right now, and the fact that the bullpen is struggling, Smith Shaver, with how good he's been so far this year, he could be utilized in either role. Just like Strider started out in the bullpen in 2021 and to start 2022, he eventually became a part of the rotation. You could see a similar path to the majors for smith Shaber, But for the Braves... The big key is, is that he is an option that either if he's utilizing the bullpen or utilizing the rotation, he right now could be one of their better options to provide quality innings at time at the major league level. And that's why the Braves are interested to see what he could do against better competition. So it's going to be an exciting week, even away from the May, the Major League Club. If you're a Braves fan, make sure you keep a close eye on what's going on in Memphis. Michael Soroka's start today, can he put together a good start? And then also A.J. Smith for debut performance in AAA against the Redbirds on Friday. But without a doubt, despite excitement going on, At the minor league level, the focus obviously, the primary focus remains on what the Braves can do in a very, very awesome pitching matchup on Wednesday, it's going to be Spencer Strider, who has been one of the better pitchers in the National League so far this year, against Nathan Evaldi of the Texas Rangers. Now, Iavaldi obviously is a name that's familiar to many Braves fans. You know, he's been, at times in his career, a very, very good pitcher. And he has truly been one of the best starting pitchers so far in the American League this year. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. This is a matchup that sets up to, once again, be a tall task For the Braves, with how much they've struggled against right-handers so far this season, it's also the fact that they're facing off against a quality right-hander, so it's going to be critical. For the Braves to find a way to hopefully get some runs early to support Strider. Strider coming off a 12 strikeout performance. He seems to be locked in right now, once again, pitching to the level many times that he's out on the mound, like he did last year. So you have to feel the Braves are confident and knowing that Strider will be able to limit the Rangers' offense enough for the Braves to get an early lead. And then the Braves can get six or six or so innings from Strider with the lead. Perhaps they'll be able to go with their best arms to get a needed series win against the Rangers make sure you stick with us here on the battery power podcast network for the latest when it comes to the Braves any news off the field all that's going on on the field we'll have you covered make sure you check us out at batterypower.com at batterypowersVn and free on all podcast platforms wherever you choose to listen that's where we'll be for free just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content my name's Sean Coleman you can find me at stats sac on twitter when it comes to the Braves It's always a pleasure to talk baseball with you. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.